Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Peel, your favorite board-certified internist, CEO and founder of PR Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are talking about the hurdles of getting men to the doctor. And we're going to break down some numbers that I think is going to be surprising for some, but not so surprising for others on why we're having such a difficult issue getting men to the doctor. We're going to talk about why it's a, why why it is such a problem, just the fact that they're not going to the doctor and some of the things that we can do to kind of help them get there. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and tell five men, get them together. This week, this week is all about the men. Tell five men, let's get it together. This week, we are talking about such an important topic, which I think kind of continues to build upon some of the discussions we've had over the past month. If we're talking about making sure you're going to your annual visit, if we're talking about make sure we're tackling some of the most common issues and concerns when faced with our annual visits, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, also getting the fact that like, hey, is this doctor the right doctor for me? Which is, I think is an extremely important question, right? We're really trying to figure out, is this doctor speaking my language, right? Make sure if you have not had a chance to make sure uh, you watch our prior uh, episodes to kind of get a gist of what's going on. But today I want to talk to the men. I want to talk to the male audience of mine and I, the women too, because a lot of times you guys are going to be the ones who have to push the men to kind of get together. We're going to be talking about why it's so difficult for men to get their health in order and why, um, I hate to say it, it's killing them, like literally killing them because they're not doing what they need to do. Like, I always like to start some of these discussions with some facts with some figures, because I think if we can get it down to a simple numbers game, then it makes more sense why Dr. Barry is on here and thinking that this is an important topic to go over. So let's let's break down or let's just kind of go over some, just some facts. I'm not even going into all because I got a whole bunch of them sitting here, but just some facts that I think is going to help us kind of wrap our brains around what is really going on. 350,000 men die from cardiovascular disease every single year, 350,000. Over 700,000 men are going to be diagnosed with cancer this year. Over 300,000 will die from that cancer. And I'm going to talk about why in a minute. 230,000 men diagnosed with the number one, the number two cause of cancer for men, which is prostate. And 60% of men are either overweight or obese, right? It was truly. So let's talk about a study that the Cleveland Clinic did, because when you see, and this is pretty similar across the board when we talk about heart disease, high cholesterol, uh, diabetes, men, 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 affecting worse cancer, men affected worse. Cleveland Clinic studies showed that three out of five men actually go to their annual visits. And remember, we talked about how a few weeks ago, how important it is to go to your annual visit, because that is that is how things get started. That is how things get picked up. That is how things, you know, we get the ball rolling, especially in healthcare. So if you're missing the most important exam, the most important, and I said it, 
if you can only choose to go to one doctor's appointment the whole year, if you, you said, doc, I'm only going to one, I'm going to tell you it's going to be your annual exam. So if the only exam you're going to that I think is important that you should go to, if a majority of us are missing that one, you can kind of see why some of those numbers I mentioned earlier make so much sense. 40% of men only go to the doctor when they think they have a serious issue. Now let's tease that sentence out for a little bit. 40% of men, only 40% of men will actually go to the doctor if they think they have a serious issue. So if I have 10 men who know they have a serious issue, only four of them will actually then say, you know what, I'm going to go to the doctor. That is scary, y'all. That is scary. It's not surprising, but it is scary. As a hospital physician, you'd be surprised how often the patient who ends up in a hospital is the first time they've seen a doctor in years, men, in years. So you waited until you got so sick that you had to end up in the hospital before you went to go seek medical care? Come on, guys, we got to do better, but we're not. Ah, that's, again, I, I wish, I, it's unfortunate, but this is what it is, right? Over 50% of men said health was not something that they actually talked about. So think about all of the stuff men talk about on a daily basis. Sports, women, money, right? On a daily basis, Three, those three categories, a man's going to talk about that. Hopefully family. I'll, I'll add family there too. And 50% of them said health is not something we even bring up. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10. And make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. We don't even like, it's just, we're just kind of going through our motion. No one is asking us like, hey, like, what's your, what's, what's your physical? Like, you got you checked the doctor this week? Like, in fact, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself now as I say this, like, when is the last time I asked one of my friends, like, hey, have you gotten your annual visits, right? Obviously, and you would think having a friend in the medical field who is constantly online speaking about it, like, hey, you need to get your health together. You would think that it would be common, but there's a lot of people who are like around my, my inner circle who don't necessarily go to the doctor as frequently as they should because life and, you know, fear, probably especially for the men, um, is plays a significant factor. So another survey done, and I, I want you to listen to these numbers. 72% of men would rather do, this is another Cleveland Clinic study, 72% of men would rather be doing household chores rather than go to the doctor's appointment. They'd rather clean the toilets, y'all. They'd rather like rake the lawn. They'd rather mow the, they'd rather do all of these things around the house before they, you know what, let me go to the doctor. Uh, like, come on, guys, we gotta do better. 20% uh, of men admitted that they are not honest with their physician. So imagine, the hurdle that it takes just to get men in the doctor's office or in the hospital, you know how that goes. And 20% of the men, even at that point, are not honest with their doctor. And I say this all the time, when you go to get, when it's about your health, you got to leave that pride to the side. Pride needs to say to the side when we're talking about our health care. But 20% of men are saying, hey, even when I get to the doctor's office, 
I'm gonna be honest, I'm not very honest. Right? It's just hilarious. Hilarious as a least. This is uh this this was another one as well, too. Um, over a third said that um, they have withheld information from their doctor. Like say they got to the office or they ended up in the hospital and over a third of them still withheld information from the doctor. Why? Let's think about this. Why would you withhold information from someone who can like get you better? It's because you don't even want the diagnosis. So because of the fear of the diagnosis, they say, you know what? I'm not going to tell them that when I go to the bathroom, like there's blood in my stool. I'm not going to tell them, like, every time I cough, if I cough a little bit, I might see some blood in this. Like, I'm not going to tell him these things because I don't want him to then do what he is trained to do, which is find the problem. I don't want to know the problem. And this is something that I've always discussed, especially here on this channel, especially for how long you've been following me, how very often the avoidance of care and the withholding of care are two of the biggest issues that are that are killing us. And we have to be we have to be very plain with it. It's killing us. It's not it's not like it's always hurting us. It's, no, it's killing us. Like we are dying sooner. We are dying younger because we either avoid we avoid the system, we avoid the diagnosis or if we become if we get like forced in the system then we say, you know, I'm not going to tell him 100% of the things I want to tell him because I already know how Dr. Barry does. If I say I have this and this, all of a sudden he's going to be running tests. He may send me to this specialist over here. And all of a sudden I have a bigger problem. And more importantly, all of a sudden I have a bigger problem that I know of because they already have the problem. The problem is already there, but they just figured if I don't tell the doctor, then the doctor can't find it. If the doctor can't find it, that doctor can't then tell me I have a problem. So this is this is this is just a caveat, right? Of what we're dealing with is regards to dealing with men's health care, right? So you may be asking, like, especially when you hear these numbers and you hear these facts, like, why is this such a problem? One, because when you do not go get your annual visit, what, what are some of the things we talked about with the annual visit? Blood work, routine blood work, foundational blood work about baseline related blood work like you have no baseline and depending on your age all of a sudden those routine screening tests to avoid you you know from getting prostate cancer to avoid you are being diagnosed earlier from colon cancer lung cancer all of these tests that we typically do or we typically start evaluating for during annual visit it doesn't happen and then I kind of mentioned how many people are going to be diagnosed with cancer. And more importantly, how many people die with, die with said cancer to get diagnosed with. It is not surprising that, especially for men, when we do get diagnosed with any disease, we're diagnosed with it at a later stage. How many people think that if I could catch your blood pressure earlier, then I could do a better job in preventing some of the downwind effects? And we talked about the downwind effects in our prior videos, heart disease, strokes, peripheral vascular disease, amputations, blindness. Like we talked about these issues if we can catch stuff early. We talked about if I, if you, if I could just get you to the screening test needed, then I could prevent some of the downwind stuff early. Like I know if I could just give you, I always talked about this story 
where when I was taking care of a patient, again, you know, his family brought him into the office. He hadn't seen a doctor in 10 years. So he was, of course, he was on no medication. And then by the time he comes to see me, he's leaving with three medications and a referral to the kidney specialist because he may need to go on dialysis. This is a person who, if I could have just, and, it was, and he just had diabetes, hypertension, but I know if I could have just given him a couple medications, if I could have just saw him maybe five to 10 years earlier, and that's how, that's how I always think, man, if I could have just took care of this guy five to 10 years earlier, five to 10 years earlier, if I could have just gave him the one pill for his diabetes, the one pill for his high blood pressure, we wouldn't be talking about dialysis right now. We wouldn't be talking about having drastic changes to her diet right now. We wouldn't be leaving with three, four plus medications for uh, prescriptions for medications right now. But because I didn't catch him early, because either he avoided us or he withheld information that he shouldn't have, all of a sudden now the, the ball comes rolling. So this is this is probably, and again, and I've talked about this, men always die younger than women, but a lot of times it's because women tend to be way more involved with their health, more at an earlier age too. They tend to talk about it amongst each other. It's more of a, a common conversation with them. They don't have this sense of pride associated with going to get themselves checked up versus us men. Men tend to have this issue of I don't want to be I don't want to be seen as vulnerable in front of this stranger. We'll call him a stranger. Let's say he doesn't know in front of this stranger. I don't want to be seen as less than because maybe if I have some medical issues, I can't do some of the work I'm typically used to. And that's a status symbol that I, I appreciate much more than being healthier. That's a reality. So we're dealing with a lot of different factors from a psychosocial standpoint when it comes to men that then causes them to not get seen. And when they do get seen, not be truthful. And when they do get seen, withhold information because they don't want a potential diagnosis. Like this, this is the ball. This is the snowball effect of their actions that lead with, and we, I mentioned this on some social media platforms. I think I was on Clubhouse the other day. And one of the discussion points that was made was that this aspect of toxic masculinity, we were talking about the prostate exam and how just that fear, just that fear because of toxic masculinity and what it means to have a finger up your butt to men, because of that, they avoid the whole system completely like imagine like and first of all you don't need a prostate exam every time you see a doctor unless you have some problems and even then you're not doing a prostate exam every single time but just that innate fear embedded with the toxic masculinity embedded with this sense of pride embedded with the fear of being vulnerable in front of someone they may not know or have the relationship with is enough for them to skip it all together so then they totally ignore the signs and symptoms. They ignore that, you know what? I get a little short of breath much quicker than I used to. You know what? I can't really exert myself the way that I used to. You know what? I, when I go to the bathroom, it takes a while before my urine starts happening. You know, when I, when I have a bowel movement and I look back there, there's some blood back there. There are things that men will notice from a mile away 
But in their mind, if they don't acknowledge it, it's not happening. And if they if it is not happening, then there's nothing for them to worry about. So that's why it's so important, right? That's why it's such a problem that the hurdles that we're facing with men, because not only does it affect them, guess who it also affects? And I mentioned it earlier. It affects those around them. Imagine you being the role of the caretaker, and now the caretaker is sick because something that they should have taken care of years ago with a single medication, now they have a stroke and now they can't even do their normal activities anymore. Now they're being diagnosed with end-stage liver disease, end-stage kidney disease. They're being diagnosed with these things and now they can't even be the caretaker no more. So in the pursuit of trying to remain the caretaker, they allow their health to suffer. And now guess who else suffers? Because for men, we have to understand that when we, like when we're not doing what we need to do, other people eventually suffer around us. So even if you don't have any family around you, if you're the primary person at your job and you have a specific job and you're not taking care of yourself, guess what? Now your other coworkers have to pick up the slack because you can't do what you need to do. Like now, and you have, let's say, now you have a family, you have children, and now you're sick because you did not go to take care of yourself. Even though they said, hey, you should go take care of yourself. Now they have to assume the burden that you're about to leave on them. And this is how I usually will talk to uh, the men who come into my office. And I, I used to say it all the time. When I was doing outpatient medicine, Two reasons why men will come into my office. Number one, sexual dysfunction. When and we, I talked about how one of the conversations men love having is, uh, you know, sexual encounters and women and all that other stuff. But if that does not work, you best believe they're coming to the doctor to get something taken care of. And a lot of times, sexual dysfunction could be mental, but a lot of times there could be some some vascular related issues. I tell people all the time getting an erection is a vascular problem. So the question you have to ask yourself is why am I having a vascular problem? Is it a vascular issue? Or is it a mental issue? Is it vascular? Or is it mental? Like, why am I having this issue where now, like, I can't get erect? And if I can't get erect, I can't have sex. And if I can't have sex, there goes my status symbol. So they come running to the office. They will come running to that office when they're having some sexual dysfunction. Now, what they like to do is that they'll come for a various weird complaint. My back hurts, my foot hurts, some weird complaint. And then right when I'm about to leave that office, right when I'm about to turn the door, they say, oh, oh, wait, Dr. Pierre, by the way. And once I hear that phrase, by the way, I already know, oh, now the real reason comes. And again, we mentioned how a lot of times men will go to the doctor's office, not be truthful, Boy, you best believe if men are having sexual dysfunction issues, they are truthful. They don't hide from that because they, they that needs to be fixed. That needs to be corrected. So now when I find out, yes, you're having some sexual dysfunction issues, ah, now let's go to work. Now let's ask some questions. How healthy do you really think you are? So that's always very eye-opener, right? So sexual dysfunction, definitely one cause to get men to come to the office. Number two is they got that family member waiting in the waiting room who's had to like, plead and beg them to come to the office please get you get yourself checked i just need you to get yourself checked and they finally did it and sometimes i've had wives who will sit in the waiting room and say hey and you better tell them everything because if i don't if i don't think 
you know, the doctor's acting appropriately based on what I know, I'm going to go in there and tell him everything. So you better go in there. Like it used to be so funny, but you know, I had, I had that kind of, I had that kind of relationship with a lot of my patients. So they knew that like, Hey, if there's significant other isn't being truthful, I need you to come back because I cannot do my job. I cannot do my job if you aren't telling me what I need to tell me. So sexual dysfunction or a family member, spouse, partner, someone was bringing them in to get checked up. And so I get this question all the time, like how can we, right, those who want to help the men get better, get healthier, go get their checkups, what can we do? First of all, you know, just like some of the wives and partners do, you just got to be there. And you got to be sometimes insistent that they take care of their health. But understand that when you're pushing them to take care of their health, they don't really think, men don't typically think about ourselves in that way. In the sense of like, you can't say, oh, I want you to feel better. I want you to do better. No, no. You got to be like, hey, I need you to take care of yourself to make sure you can remain the person who you want to be, whether that's a certain status symbol, whether that you want to be the head of the household. If you want that, like if that's what you're shooting for, you got to make sure you're the healthiest person you can be. Because if you catch a stroke and all of a sudden I need to, you know, change your diapers and everything, like that's a whole different lifestyle change that a lot of men are not, are not ready and prepared for. But that's the reality. That's, and you know, I, I always go to the far extreme when I'm talking to the men because I need to let the, I need them to understand like, no, this is serious. Like you walking in here with a blood pressure, 160, 170, and acting like because you don't feel any problems, nothing is an issue. No, when you have that stroke and your wife has to change your diaper, you'll know that it was a big issue. That's, how, that's, that's always the example I get. So one, just being there, being supportive for them, right? Letting them know that like you are there either way. Because remember, we talked about this avoidance. Men are typically afraid of the potential diagnosis, which can hurt their original status before they walked in there. They are okay living in la-la land because they're just kind of cruising. But if I throw a diagnosis that may mess up la-la land, they don't want that diagnosis. And if they don't want that diagnosis, they don't fight it. So that's why as you, as a partner, as a family member, as a friend, you got to be like, hey, like you need to get yourself checked, man. You, you need to stop playing. You, you got to, you have to let them know, like, no, this, this is some peer pressure. I, and I love peer pressure. Men love, they don't, they'll, they'll act like they don't. Men will succumb to some peer pressure if enough people are doing it, especially for the right intention. And then at the end, like it's, even though again, and I, and one thing I do, I don't like to put the level of responsibility on those around the men. I don't like to do that because then it lets the men off the hook because then the men could be like, well, you know, no one was there to, you know, look out for me or no one said that they were okay. Like, like, no, like when I talk about that level of support, that level of support, maybe let's say, let's say, let's say 10% responsibility. We'll just, we'll just uh, even number 10%. 90% of that responsibility still needs to be on the gentleman. Like, sir, you, like you who are watching this, right? Or you who are, who got this video sent to you because they knew you were playing games. Like you got to take care of yourself for yourself. Like you got to want to be the, the most healthy that you can be, right? You got to want to make sure you, you, you get all your annual visits 
in line. You have to want to make sure all of your screening tests are done like they're supposed to be done. Like I'm turning 40 this year. And I already told my mom, I just took my mom to get her colonoscopy a couple of weeks ago. I already told my mom, hey, I'm turning 40 this year. I got to let that doctor know like, hey, I'm turning 40. Like it's colonoscopy time. I'm not running away from be, being the most healthy uh, person that I could be because I think that's just crazy. Because I want to be here for my kids who are like tenants. I, like, I want to be here for as long as I need to be here. And I can't do that if I'm not healthy, if I'm sick as a dog. Like, I cannot do that. So, men, we have to look in ourselves and say, you know what? I need to be able to get and be the most healthy person that I could be. And I know I can't do that if I'm literally missing the first step. If the first step says, hey, I need to be going to get this annual physical exam, guess what I need to be doing, y'all? If the first step says, I need to go and get this annual physical exam, I need to go. Like, if that's the bare minimum, like, I need to do it. Guys, look at the numbers. We're not even doing the bare minimum. We're not doing the bare minimum. The women are kicking our butt right now at doing just the bare minimum, and they're seeing so much more benefits further down the line because they do that. So that's, I mean, that's that's really the name of the game. Like when we're when we're talking about men, when we're talking about getting over these hurdles, it starts with us. It has to end with us, and everything else becomes supplemental. So if you are watching this video, you got sent this video, or you listen to this on the podcast, like you have to look at yourself and say, "Man, I need to do better just for me." And everyone else, everyone else is just icing on the cake. But I want to be the best person that I could be because I want to do it, and that's that's just that. And that's how you start by going to get that annual checkup, right? You start by keeping up with your. Um, annual screening exams. You start by being honest and truthful when you actually do go to these doctors. Like that, you start there and then let the rest, let the rest come to you. That's all I can say, man. So again, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. Again, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate everyone who checks out Medicine Mondays or the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry podcast. You guys are amazing. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.